It's the dance endurance event of the year. The very first competitive dancing in the 2018 series of Strictly Come Dancing. And everything changes from this point on. And welcome to the Keep Dancing podcast. I'm Ellie and I'm your host. Tonight I'm joined by Lisa, Emily, Meg and Elliot. We're your 100% unofficial, unexpurgated and unimitable source of Strictly Come Dancing analysis and opinions. We aren't neutral, we aren't always polite, but we do love this daft, intense, marvellous show. If you'd like to get in touch with us, email us at keepdancingpodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter and Instagram at, at keepdancingpod. We'd love to hear your views, theories and recommendations for where Sean should go to get that tactical haircut. Well, here we are again. Uh, the leaves are turning uh, gold. There's a chill in the air and Strictly's on the telly. Yay! Yay! Hooray. They've actually started. One sentence reviews of the opening number. Early start time, for the looks of it. Early start time? What Fabulous. Do you mean? I really enjoyed it. Elliot, what did you mean? From the when they did like the shots outside, it looked like it was shot at like dusk, so it looked like they were outside at seven a.m. or something. That's my first point. I as for the actual showpiece, eh, it was all right. Eh. Well, I mean, it was a very, very long show last night, and I would so slightly have rather they just got on with it a bit more. It yeah, was... I always feel like that yeah. this time of the season. Just stop, stop faffing about and get on with the dancing. And in the spirit of not faffing about and just getting on with the dancing, let's get on with the dancing. <clears throat> I've written some jokes, or at least... I took some Benelin and tried to write some jokes, so it could be weird. Dancing the foxtrot and declaring all of the shiny things in the Strictly Ballroom to be his very own, it's Danny John Jules and his partner, Amy. Emily, what did you think? Oh, he was brilliant. Isn't he good? Isn't he going to be marvellous entertainment? Like, he seems to have a really good grasp of uh, quite how ludicrous regular telly can be. As we know, he's been in a dwarf and he's done Death in Paradise and all of that. He's got a really, really good back, back catalogue for knowing the, um, the true heights of ludicrous that TV filming can reach. Emily, what you're telling me is that a pink tailored suit and a leopard print blouse is actually quite tame. And yeah. uh, like it, it wasn't even the PVC number with the salmon coloured spangles. No, no, no. There, there was there was no there was no salmon coloured spangles at all. Not even completely um, different salmon coloured spangles. It, I, I really enjoyed it. I think you can see that he enjoys dancing. Yeah. And he's not bad at dancing. I can, you can also see that there's He's got room to improve, um, to learn the sort of polish and finesse that you get from professional dancing. Um, so, yeah, I really enjoyed it. And he just seems like a nice man. Yeah. But I was always going to be thoroughly team Danny, wasn't I? So. Oh, yeah. Elliot, clearly Danny's danced I, before. 
What do you reckon? Yeah, this was actually really good. For a stroke, I thought it was fantastic. His hold was actually really strong for week one. It was really solid, especially his right arm. Um, my main critique, which I picked up on, is he just, as as I say, the floor, the floor is his friend because he was a bit up on his toes a bit too much. If he gets into his knees more and really powers, it'll make him a lot more stable and he'll look 10 times better. It's, He's got great potential in ballroom. He just looks like he was on Broadway last week. <laughs> Yeah, he just—he looks completely at home on, on to open up the brand new series. He looked completely unfazed, and side so note, I loved Amy's dress. Uh, that was gorgeous as well. But yeah, first dance, I thought he did really, really well. I'm excited to see how far he can do. Yeah, I um on that that up on his toes thing. I'm wondering if that's from his background growing out dancing and doing all the northern soul dancing because that's very much tipping up onto your toes a lot, isn't it? So I think it, I think that might be like a comfort zone thing. So, yeah, I agree. I would like to see the rest of the boys from the Dwarf in the audience um, sitting in the actual Starbug formation in the audience. Uh, that would be very me. fun. Uh, Lisa, Meg, anything on Danny? Um, I'll say one thing. Um, basically, what Elliot said about the dancing, I think he's got great potential. I can't wait to see... I can't wait to see him in Latin. I think that will be really interesting. I think he'll he'll be... Really lively and energetic. I had one thing about their outfit. So he was in like bright hot pink and she was in cream. I wish that she'd had a flash of bright hot pink on her somewhere or his shirt had been cream. But then I wouldn't have wanted to lose the leopard print shirt because that was fabulous. He, he looked great and she looked great, but I didn't think they looked like a pair. Mag? He is the most, I think, stealth of the ringers this season. I don't know how many people know that he originated a role in Starlight Express. I, I think so. it's it's sort of obvious that he's danced before. Yeah. yeah, he's danced before, but then there's I don't know how many people know he's from, he's on he has been on the West End. But no, I really enjoyed it. It was it was a good opener. I mean, we've had vastly worse. Elliot's got Maltesers. I can hear them. That's going to be really quiet. In to start the season off, that was a really good dance. Awesome. And given that we this week's motto is no faffing about, wish Team Damey all of the best, and we'll see you next week for some Latin. Dancing the cha-cha-cha and popping in for a quick snog between the bongs, it's Kate Silverton and her partner, Ali Ash. Well, we're all stunned by that joke, Ellie. <laughs> <laughs> Does it not make sense? No, it makes sense. It was just, it's just about a bit out there. It was, I quite liked the it. Image. <laughs> yeah, it was a really, really untoward image. <laughs> did I, did I, I mean, did I watch the same sort of niche fetish thing that everybody else saw with Kate Silverton and Ali Ash? Maybe mm. not. <laughs> I, I don't think the BBC you mean the, human the, resources the, would have been too happy if that was actually happening. But, um... Yeah, like manhandling in the BBC News thing. We know people who work there. That's not the kind of thing that goes on. Yeah, anymore. But yes, so Kate turns out to be, as we were saying in the launch show, sort of athletic and um, energetic. And really quite good at this. Yes. Fringing is her friend, isn't it? Absolutely. Like, she loves a fringe. <laughs> Do you like that... a 40 plus lady rocking the fringing? It's excellent. Mm. 
I thought it was a really good version of Kiss they were doing as well, actually. It's not easy to cover Prince songs without it being well, a total mess. That um, arrangement, and it sounded all right. That arrangement was the same, was the one from the Art of Noise featuring Tom Jones's cover of it. Ah, now that makes more sense. Still not quite sure what it's got to do with the news, but it was week Absolutely one, nothing. so job props are allowed. Um, I was, so, was going to say, it was the first of predictable props, wasn't it? Yeah. The first of the predictable props, and we had many more to come. Oh, boy. This week one, we, we just we let them go to the dressing-up box and just <laughs> do what they feel they need to do. Um, well, they've, they've got their news desk. They've been using it for years. They just roll it out every season with every news, <laughs> news reader and then put it away for a year. I, I bet they were so again, pleased. So that's fine. Not till next year. Emily? I bet they were so pleased when they ordered that news desk. And they're like, it's okay, it's okay, it's expensive, I know, but we will get years and years and years and years use has, out of it. Hasn't it also been, like, a coffee bar, a cocktail bar, a it's DJ been booth? It's, it's Probably. The, it's a multi-purpose pulpit. Um, <laughs> but, so, Kate, so if you're going to win Strictly, you can't be hot out of the blocks week one. Was no, Kate's performance a, was Kate's week one performance the kind of hmm, there and thereabouts that you would need to be challenging for the win? I I wouldn't say win, but final six, yes, because there's a lot she can work through the box like in the corner. She's got long legs, they're fabulous, but she does need to work, work on them because she was very stilted. I, I think that was just nerves, because when you get nervous, the first thing that goes are your legs and dancing. They just lock up, and her legs did. But like I said, she's got... Ali Ashu is the perfect teacher for that sort of thing, and she's had the perfect sort of... It was good, but there's still things we can work on, sort of week one performance where they can out iron it out, and then they can call on it later to say, to highlight how much she's improved. So yeah, she's in great stead, it looks like. Meg? Yeah, I, I mean... She didn't come out and, and you thought, oh god, how long is she going to last? She came out and she she did pretty well. I thought all the judges' comments were quite helpful, actually. Uh, there was a lot of things that they were going, that's good, but you need to work on X. And that's promising for getting further than the first three weeks, say. Yeah, she was one of the few this week that got actual uh, constructive comments on things that they could do and... And just things that were under their control and related to dance. Yes. She took it very well as well. She was very, as you would expect, because I think that's just her nature, but I felt like she was very reactive to the judges' comments in a positive way. So I'm looking forward to seeing her for a good few weeks. So Kate's doing fine. Let's be moving on. Dancing the waltz and making us all think of star-crossed stolen glances through a fish tank, it's Lauren Stedman and her partner, AJ. Yes, uh, like Romeo and Juliet forming an inappropriate couple that ends in disaster. Lauren and AJ. Yeah. So yeah. He, uh. he's got quite he's got quite some someone on his hands here. So from the VT, they did like half a day of basic standing in frame. Then she went to Australia and won gold. Won gold. And, and doing the triathlon. Then she came back from Australia, did two days on the routine, and then she went on TV and did that. She is wasted yeah. on AJ. 
Oh, so wasted. I mean, he almost dropped. Well, he almost dropped her in the launch show, which not good. <laughs> Elliot, you don't look happy. What's going on? No, because I have a lot of questions about this performance. I mean, firstly, obviously, they knew Lauren Seddon was going out there. So why didn't they just fly her partner Alva unless she said she needed complete concentration on the event, which I fully understand. But there's that. Secondly, I, I don't. I don't know. There's, I can understand if this, she only had that much time. That that explains a lot of the errors that I saw, mainly with what they said about her top line because her elbow was out of his, which dropped it, which made her shoulder go high. That's a very common problem. But yeah, but at the same time, I was like, yes, you are dancing with a amazing dancer for eight hours a day, but no one is that good that fast. Like. If she's only had two and a half days, then they haven't stopped. I still don't know who she is. I still didn't get much personality from her. She still seemed very serious and proper in her VTs and the performance. Because that's who she is. That's who she is. Like, you have to be made of absolute focused steel to do triathlons. Yeah, they're not exactly something that you can just pick up, are they? No. I I will also say she looked stunning, but AJ looked like he was on a holiday resort in Santorini or the Med in his outfit. It was awful. She looked stunning, he looked awful, it didn't match. And I don't I have major styling that. problems with this routine anyway. Because it's a pro- it was a half arse Romeo and Juliet thing. I I have watched that film more times than sort of proper to admit. You can only um, dance to kissing you if you are wearing a blonde pudding basin cut and a male shirt or an angel costume. I don't care in what combination you do it as long as you do it that. Yeah, it's like they'd got her in almost the Juliet dress, but pink, but they'd put him in, like you say, some twerp strolling down the seafront at Santorini's outfit, but then they'd bothered getting the balcony in. So what why how <laughs> who signed that off sometimes you get a strictly routine that is over themed this one is probably the first under themed strictly routine yeah. yeah anybody got anything else to say before i just beg neil to take aj out uh, i i yeah. just really wish she had a partner that wasn't aj personally yeah <laughs> just She's neil got- instead of aj well, there's another one of I, those coming up as well. So Neil can only dance with one of them. We've got the I other will say one though, as well. We've got Johanna's as oh, well. Yeah. Yeah. I will say I am glad they briefly mentioned the fact she doesn't have a right hand and moved on. They didn't dwell on it too long and make it a thing. They said, we're going to work it out. And that was it. And I did appreciate that because it shouldn't be an issue. It's not an issue. And they didn't make it one, which I was happy about. Because I was worried that was going to be what she was pushed as, the girl with one hand, which is ridiculous. But I'm glad they didn't dwell on it. Yeah. I just say that I really like that I know it's not on the BBC but I really like that there are currently two women on um, things that are big name TV shows with visible disabilities yes. great yes. And, have, and the other show which I will not name um, <laughs> has not made a big deal out of it either which is really good. they haven't mentioned it again no. we're not we're not going to become the keep baking podcast but they haven't mentioned it which is Great, that like they've not even said a single thing. She's just gotten on with it, and I love them for it. Yeah, it's the same with Strictly. They just kind of yeah, yeah. they just kind Move of went on. and on, which was great. But like last year, they were a bit. They maybe harped on it a little bit too much with Johnny. 
Well, there was yeah, a bit I think more. They know. There was a bit more to talk about with Johnny because he had the choice of wearing uh, different prosthetics to suit different True. dancers, and that was genuinely interesting because it, it wasn't necessarily the case that the dancers that you thought the prosthetic would be good, the blade prosthetic would be good for, were the ones that the, that it was good for. Yeah, that's true. Um, but. Yeah, I really hope she doesn't struggle in Latin mm. because if if she's used to being a very high achiever, it'll be uh, like when Victoria Pendleton was on. Is that mm. her name? Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. She had a couple of bad Latin dancers, and it knocked her confidence, and she just basically gave up. Mm. Yeah, we don't want that. We absolutely don't want that. But nice job, Lauren. Our deepest sympathies on you having to dance with AJ. Dancing the tango. It's a man who brought sexy back, only to find he'd forgotten the receipt and was no longer eligible for a refund. It's Sean Walsh <laughs> and his partner Katya. Oh, Katya. She's a. Katia, she Katia. is amazing. She's amazing. Gogglebox <laughs> done through Latin and Ballroom. Like I would watch Cat Jones's Latin and Ballroom Gogglebox. Yeah, I, I, I actually didn't think it was a bad dance. I thought, I thought it was some amazing choreography. I just think it's a real shame that they did it in week one. And that's not going to be the first time I say that this evening. Because they need more time to develop the appropriate skills to be delivering that. The reason they pick the dancers that are more common in week one is because while some of them are difficult, you can they're, they're not um, not ones to necessarily go back to. Whereas a lot for a lot of celebrities, their tango is a really big pivot in their in their journey in their story arc. And so it seems a real shame to have, have, have wasted it a little bit in week one. It was all right. Uh, like, it was fine. Nobody was expecting Sean's tango to score like a week 140 it was much better than i expected yeah it, it was fine i'm i'm not saying that it wasn't um i actually think it was uh, fairly well uh, delivered i just i do think i would prefer to see that that is a dance for a little bit later on what did we think about shirley commenting on sean's need for a tactical haircut bit meta in it mm, yeah exactly that <laughs> I don't know why it was said, to be honest. It's like, I don't see why it's needed because, let's be real, we're not expecting him to do like a Jay McGuinness run. I actually thought he was undermarked last night. I really liked his tango, but that's a credit to Catch's choreography, personally. I just think he needs to... I know tango is an aggressive dance, but he was too aggressive. You need moments of soft and then to make the sharp really stand out in a tango. And I think that's just the excitement of the energy of it all just probably just went straight to his head a bit in a not in a harsh way but i think he did a lot better than everyone's expected me included and i think he could stay in for a few more weeks than, than people expect and i hope so because yeah. there's potential there again but again that's credit to Katya as a choreographer and finding out what works for his, her pupils from the get-go i'm always excited to find out what she's done always plus she looked amazing last night oh yeah she looks good in that blue doesn't she it's mm. not the first time she's worn it and she always looks great in it and uh, Keely Hawes was watching, and she totally approved of the routine. That's who Kat was, Katya was playing, Keely Hawes' character yes. from Bodyguard. Right. All right, yeah. Uh, Lisa? I was going to say exactly what you said, Ellie, better than expected. That's exactly what I wrote down. As for the haircut thing, I don't think he needs to get a haircut. I do think Shirley had a point in that they could have slicked it back into a ponytail i feel like that would have been a bit more appropriate for the tango and for the role and for the concept 
of it. But yeah, I thought he was he was much better than I expected him to be. He might not be the first or second out. We'll see. Mag? Um, yeah, I again, uh, like you guys, it was better than I thought it was going to be. I could have done this slightly less gurning. It was a bit gurney. It was a little off-putting. But dance-wise, nothing that made me go, ah! I, yeah, I think that Emily's really right, though. This is a dance that would have been much, much better in week three or four. Maybe instead mm. of movies week, we should have prestige drama week. Uh, <laughs> Um, uh, I mean, yeah, you could get someone doing Pride and Prejudice then as well. You know, you don't, you don't have to just go for modern prestige dramas. It's got a lot of options. I would love it if somebody did Threads. Oh, Killing Eve. <laughs> <laughs> We're not allowed to have same-sex partnerships on Strictly. Have, have, is there any more to say about Sean other than he is enjoying Katya's choreography as much as we are? No, I don't think so. Dancing the jive and forcing me to finally listen to Portugal the man when I'd been avoiding them for so long. It's Vic Hope and her partner Graziano. Or rather, it's Graziano and uh, featuring a cameo from Vic Hope when he allowed her to be on screen. Emily, read away. Can I read my, my direct first line of notes? Yeah, go Only on. neon bikini, Batman. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, normally it's difficult to rock a highlighter shade. But Vic did. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, she looked amazing when we saw her. So She's always going to look amazing. I think we just have to accept she's always going to look stunning. Yep. And just what was Graziano thinking? About himself? Well, l- yes, largely about himself. But Why just... so many bum grubs? I don't know. I don't know. Um, I have more. Like, what's Graziano for? <laughs> Maybe it's his first week as the show as a professional, so he thought it was about him as as I forgot about his partner. Maybe because when she was on the screen, what she did was actually really good. Like her flicks and kicks were for week one brilliant. That is a fast jive, and she points her feet. She was on beat with the music. She kept up. She was great, but she just had very little to work with, and that's more on her partner than herself. Because what she was given, she did well but she wasn't given much. And I think that's why the judges were so harsh now. And I think she was harshly marked. Mm-hmm. And she is now in danger of going out first. And if she does, it's not her fault. Absolutely. She's literally going on what her partner's told her. And her partner has put himself first. And yeah, it's just incredibly frustrating. Because, again, she is someone who's got massive potential. And she looks amazing. And I would like her... I am interested to see if she's going to wear a two-piece ballroom dress next week. Because she's only... One the two pieces so far. I mean, it could work. Uh, we've seen one work this evening. Uh, work, well, yesterday evening, there was at least one two-piece ballroom dress. It was... Uh, Katie that wore one. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, <laughs> it's just the... Like, I, this question, what is Graziano for, is very important. So he's come in to occupy the place left by Brendan, who was your so- the villain, essentially, of the prose. The, the one who, you know, it was all about what's best for Brendan. And they've just come in with somebody who's even more what's best for Brendan. He seems slightly more vacuous than Brendan, though. I feel like Adrian might be the, the new Brendan. Mm. Yes, I agree with that. But 
Yeah, also, this thing, like, the show is making a big fuss out of him and telling us that he's sexy when he is not. No. When you got, when you got, like, Ali Ash and Giovanni there, you're like, mm, that's a that's a bold claim to make. <laughs> when you've got those two literally right there. And I, I just, I don't know. I mean, I feel like, why not Neil? <laughs> why doesn't Neil get his time in the sun? Or, why not or Neil? Johannes? I why mean, not I've seen Neil? Johannes. He looks very nice. I mean, I'm going to reference him because he's a South African dancer and I'm South African, but, you know, why Graziano? Why? Well, I think... Eternal question. Ellie, can I... Yeah? Can I just pick up on what you said about him sort of being coming in as the new Brendan? The thing to remember is that when Brendan started, he wasn't Brendan the panto villain. He sort of became that as a character. It sort of happened over time, whereas you can't bring in someone new as the villain and expect them to stay very long because the public need the public need to get to know him as like Saturday night entertainer before he can turn into that villainous character. I can see Gra- I can see Graziano not lasting more than one seri- series though. No, me no, no, no exactly. I don't think so. Um just so I, I was saying on Twitter to Marion Keys this morning, you know, Ooh, strictly you. strictly super fan <laughs> Marion Keys, that Graziano represents a sort of a really nineties idea of what uh, hetero women find sexy. Uh, the Latin lover, the Italian stallion. Yeah. Yeah, the Athena poster, the uh, <laughs> uh, the rippling honk on the cover of a Mills and Boone. But, yes, he's very Mills and Boones. He's very 90s Mills and Boones. But that's not what straight women and men, that, uh, women that like men in the 21st century actually like. Like, nope. everybody's much more interested in Ryan Gosling. <laughs> Or Neil Jones. Or Neil Jones. Or Neil Jones. What about Neil? Um, so yeah, I just think he, he's a fundamentally misguided pro dance casting choice, and poor Vic, poor Vic. Yeah, yeah. I hope he's a lot more respectful of her time in the ballroom next week. Anyway, the the grimness continues. <laughs> dancing the samba and giving dancing the samba and giving the exacting task of finding the least funny thing in the world a good old go. It's Susanna Constantine and her partner, Anton. And again, this one's really Anton and the woman who's forced to be with him this year. And the comedy props. Yeah, that was, it was, it was so bad. There was no, like, neither, Anton can't samba and neither could Susanna. And it was awful. It was grim. I wish they hadn't done it. I mean, just... I don't even... I, I am very uh, Emily, go for it. You've got a rant saved up. I, I've, yeah, I've got two sides of A5 about this. So, uh, in Susanna's intro in the um, introductions week, she talked about how um, diminished and um, how lacking in self-confidence she was um, after turning 50, I believe it was, um, and how she wanted to do Strictly Come Dancing to... Uh, re, you know, uh, restart her self confidence and um, give herself something to work for that was for her. Because um, obviously, one of the things she also brought up was the fact that she, in the time between Trini and Susanna and now, she's raised a family and she's given a lot of time for things that are not just her. And so she was wanted to bring it back to something that was her. And she's been given Anton. Who is I going think... to make a, her a laughing stop and yes. not even attempt to teach her to dance. I, he spent more time this week 
actually encouraging her and showing her how to do samba steps rather than standing there and pointing out the ones that she's doing wrong she'd have probably had a better chance of doing a decent samba if he'd have spent more time actually teaching her rather than thinking of stupid props and ways he could humiliate her then she'd have probably done better than a 12 I, I feel like he's potentially and, and you know I could be reading it entirely wrong and I get that it's me reading it into this situation but I don't think I'm alone I think he's ex- potentially is exploiting her lack of confidence to bolster this cult of personality that is set up around himself as part of this show and I and is he covering for his own waning interest in the show like he can't be bothered to choreograph a decent samba anymore because we've seen a decent week one samba this week he can't be bothered to choreograph it and so he's using it as an opportunity to cover it up and he's just making she, she's she's become a willing participant in her own degradation and I just think it's grim grim in the extreme and I'm very very angry that they've let him do this and I I I actually want them to uh, I, it's not often I get the band stick out but I want them to ban him from gimmicks for the rest of the series and see how he manages because I feel like he's got to the point where he's so not bothered about being in the show anymore that he puts these gimmicks in week after week after week so he doesn't have to be bothered at the minute it is like he's saying i dare you to fire me fire him yeah Yeah, please back him and get neil to dance with Susanna because he'll do a miles better job the thing is is this we look at anton last year with ruth week one he did a lovely classic waltz this week he's throwing the joke card straight away i've never seen anton throw the joke card in week one straight away and i I felt so and I know she doesn't want pity but I felt sorry for Susanna because her face she did not want to be out there you could see it that 12 has probably knocked her confidence she is already five away from the next highest score she probably knows she's gonna be in the dance-off next week she like I said this this entire routine was all staging zero performance like she was given no choreography she was just told to Prat about basically, but here's the thing: in a lot of these Strictly groups, a lot of people are saying this is the like the best slash funniest thing they've ever seen on Strictly, and I don't think that's what we should be going towards. But then I again, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. It's not funny. It was it was really no, it was sad. Awkward. It was really sad. I think it undermines what what I see as a show that is almost exclusively positive and nurturing, yeah, and it undermines I, that nature of the show. It's it's I, it's quite mean spirited and then Anton goes up into the auditorium into the claudatorium and you know massively oversells his part he needs to go <laughs> my, my my issue is this with this routine more than anything Strictly has always been an entertainment program yes and teaching people to dance but it's also been an inspiring program to get people to dance and we have seen the impact Strictly has made on ballroom and Latin dancing within the UK this is going to effectively destroy that because what you said Susanna's 50 she is that target age of where of people who watch it and want to go out and do it we saw with Debbie McGee last year she was an older woman she inspired a lot of people to dance this is going to destroy a lot of people's watching self-confidence because they think am I going to look like that and yeah this could damage basically 15 years of work of which the BBC and Strictly have done which is getting people to dance and he does need to go like yesterday I really really hope Susanna goes in tomorrow morning and just throws the book at him for it because she's not someone who puts up the most rubbish it looks like so I really hope she has a word of him on camera or not 
start, but something needs to be said. Well, also, we do also have to take it up with the producers who are letting him get away with this nonsense. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I kind of I kind of want to vote for Suzanne when we can, just to keep her in, but I don't want Anton to stay in. Can we Can, can we, we do like a Love Island thing and, and do a recoupling? <laughs> just... Can, a conscious can one. Just like put a chloroformed rag over his face and then put Neil in his place. Neil is dancing with a lot of people now. Oh, Johannes. <laughs> you know, we need to prioritize. Anton, just don't do that to the public. Bring Robin back. Bring Robin back. Get Ian Waite out of retirement. He's hanging get around. Get Ian Waite. Yeah, Ian. Yeah, it just she just looked, the when they were having that interview bit on the dance floor, and they were like, "Oh, where's Anton?" She just she you know she couldn't keep her Miranda headpiece on. She, her confidence was already going because that was wobbling. You go on, you go on strictly. Dance, you go on strictly to feel sexy and glamorous. You don't go yes, on. To you have, go on for the power. Yeah. Anyway, um, I don't think any of us liked it. In your dress. I, I don't think any of us liked it. So. Uh, yeah, you have to do better, Anton. But we like Susanna. Yes, Susanna yes. deserves better. Much better. Dancing the cha-cha-cha for at least five seconds out of his 90-second routine, it's Charles Venn and his partner Karen. I mean, it was very nice, but I don't understand what it had to do with Strictly Gum Dancing. It was a I... disco routine. It wasn't a cha-cha. It was a disco routine with some cha-cha steps in it. That's what it was. And I got, again, zero personality from him. He was probably, apart from one other, the most forgettable dance of the night for me. He was wearing red. I couldn't tell you what else happened. I had to go and look at it again this afternoon because my notes just said, huh? Yeah, it was, it was all... When there's 15 of them at this early stage in the contest, there are just some where, you know, you don't have enough emotions to form a strong opinion of it. I really enjoyed the the Strictly Band's arrangement of the sub-sub track, and um, I would be willing to replace Musicals Week with Old School Rave Week. Um, <laughs> Viennese Waltzes like would presumably be difficult, but we'll work on it. <laughs> And that's about it. Oh, and I like yeah. Karen's haircut, which I'm assuming is her oh, like, yeah. divorce haircut, but, you know... It's nice. Yeah. Yeah, nice haircut. I did feel like she might slide off him at some point. It was a little... Maybe it was the suit. Yeah. He, not it was not a lot of grip on that. It that was, it was very body stocking-y, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. When, yeah. I was, when I was clipping the gifts out of the dancers to, you know, do all the little highlights on the, on the Twitter, I, I, like, I couldn't find a four-second highlight, so that's why I had to do the very first four seconds of the entrance onto the dance floor. It, yeah, it lacked personality as a routine. Um, yeah. And we all have nothing to say, and the night is wearing on. So let's go. Dancing the Viennese waltz. Look, it's an American. It's an American. We're legitimate. This is a big thing. She's American. She must be famous. Look, she's American. It's Ashley Roberts and her partner, Pasha. Dancing to the most obvious Viennese of the year. It's either that or say something by Christina Aguilera, and they've used Sheeran first. That was it. It's like it was obvious song you could pick as a Viennese to be relevant this year because I've heard it about fifty times this year in my dance school. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, it's not. It's not. A, it, it's not the Viennese. We did a oh, in in the ballroom and Latin class that I'm going to. We did the waltz to something that I I think it was an Adele thing that I just found intolerable, um, especially <laughs> when you're doing it for sort of 
15 minutes on end and John's standing on your toes, which apparently is my fault for not getting them out of the way fast enough. Who knew? Obviously. Obviously. Um, But yeah, so obviously Ashley is uh, one of our less subtle ringers this year. And uh, it turns out she can dance. Who knew? My worry is, um, Anastasia was the next last sort of big American star we had on. Ashley Roberts is not as famous as... Anastasia. No, I know she's not, which is, which is relevant to my point, which is basically Anastasia struggled to connect with the British audience. Are we going to have the same problem where she's actually quite a good dancer, but she's going to be in the bottom two week after week after week yeah. until you get to a point where she's actually the less good of the two, but just through sheer force of numbers of people that she's eliminated and she's going to end up eliminating someone that we really like who's an improver because she's going to be going in and being consistently quite good from the beginning but with no audience connection yeah she's she's basically occupying a slot that could be occupied by somebody really famous like uh, a former doctor who companion or a blue peter presenter yeah, yeah. and I feel, I feel like Tasha's the celebrity in this pairing very much so like, oh, yeah. people know Tasha, and i think they're going to be voting for Pasha because he's lovely um, but yeah anyone else want to come in on Ashley? I think it just fits my theory of her which was that she's going to be in the final but she's going to be in the bottom two the most out of the finalists but because she is so good from the go they can't get rid of her unless she doesn't Ashton Merigold and has just an absolute terrible dance but Pasha is very good with his choreography so she is just going to be knocking them down like anyone and everyone Yeah, and we are probably going to lose some good improvers as a result like it always has happened. Ashley like is going when, to be the destroyer. Like when, who was it? Ironically, when Pasha danced with Rachel Riley, she was really improving. And then who was it who was in the dance of against was a really strong competitor. And then she had no hope. Can't remember who it was. It was Halloween weekend. Know that much. But yeah, she's going to be in the bottom two a lot because people aren't going to connect to her. It's, yeah, it's just going to be like the Alexandra story like last year. The only difference is it's just because she's going to be an American and won't connect. And she's, she's a good dancer, but yeah, I, I, there's no connection at the minute that I can see. So I don't think it'll be long before she's in the bottom two. Probably week five, max. Mm. And Lisa, you haven't said anything about Ashley? Um, I have written down, like, I felt like I could really see her trying because burlesque dancing and contemporary dancing is of course, very different to doing a Viennese waltz. And I felt like you could really see it on her face. I actually did connect to her more than I thought I would. I actually really quite liked her. Um, I thought she looked stunning. I thought that dress was gorgeous on her, that soft grey colour. But no, I really liked that you could see her thinking about it and thinking through her. I, I hope she stays in a little while. I think what Emily said, you know, about comparing her to Anastasia, which is completely understandable, it's, we have to remember Anastasia did have Brendan and they did have a bit of a mm. crazy time. Today. Yeah, so that's true. She's got Pasha, so she's got an advantage over Anastasia to start with. But um, I actually really liked her. I really enjoyed that routine. The hair didn't go with the dress. She needed like a, an evening soft wave blow dry rather than the hair from Clarissa Explains It All. <laughs> <laughs> Minus the hat. Uh, But that was Ashley. Dancing the cha-cha-cha and reminding us all of the importance of getting our seasonal flu vaccinations, it's Dr. Ranj and his partner, Jeanette. I love Dr. Ranj. Oh, Dr. Ranj. I have been watching Get Well Soon because I am sick at the moment and Dr. Ranj has been making me feel better. Yay. He's so (laughs) soothing, even in a canary yellow shirt. 
And I really enjoyed him uh, properly laying into some anti-vax people. Um, yeah, good one, Dr. Ranj. Vaccinate your kids. Yeah. Lisa? So Dr. Ranj is in the final, isn't he? Because the Strictly cast clearly want him in the... Uh, Strictly producers clearly want him in the final because they gave him a viral advantage in week one. So they've pegged him to go all the way through. Well, I mean, we, looking we at his... Too, and I don't think there was much doubt of it. His voting demographics are really good. Um, yeah, exactly. And he's not dreadful. No, no. And he, he has charisma. Yeah, he's really charismatic. And so also... they just thought, we'll stick a cherry on the top and throw some pyro in. Also, um, the last time I had as little sleep as he was talking about having when he was up talking to Claudia, um, I started hallucinating that statues were waving and I had a full meltdown. But Dr. Ranj went on live TV and did a cha-cha to Whitney Houston. So he is living his best life on no sleep. Yeah, no, I really enjoyed that dance. Yeah, that was great. I could have done without the silly doctor thing, especially when it turned out he was just dancing to some Whitney. But, you know, you've got to do what you've got to do in week one. Yeah, it's yeah. week one. They're, I... they're never going to turn down the opportunity to do a, a, that much of a theme dance. Again, a few years ago, they bought some stethoscopes and like the big thermometer. <laughs> Prop, they're going to keep using them. Which Steps video uh, was it where they were all working in an A&E? Chain Reaction? Yeah, so Chain that, Reaction. No. Yeah. yeah. It's weird that I know that. <laughs> yeah. Were you even born then, Elliot? Yes. I was like young. I was very young. But I just remember that. I actually really like this dance. He's he's really good, actually. He just needs to work on his hip action and his Latin will be there. But then again, that gives him something to work on and have an arc. And... I thought he was great. He just looks like he's loving every single second. It just, it just makes you get happy watching him. And I think that's the point in the show. You want to root for him. And that is going to do wonders for him when it comes to the public vote part time. I am going so, to yeah, say he's... something absolutely momentous here. And it might be because I'm on the Dutch whiskey and Benelin. But I'm slightly <laughs> looking forward to seeing him and Jeanette do a Charleston. Oh, that's going to be great. Yes. That'll be so fun. And I, You're really ill. Yeah, I'm really ill. <laughs> I'm not okay. <laughs> All that we, we already had Dr. Rand marked out as somebody who was going to do potentially really well this year, whether he could dance or not. And it seems like he can take instruction and produce the movements just fine. Dr. Rand, with you all the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dancing the waltz and giving us all heart eyes. It's Katie Piper and her partner, Gorka. Oh, I do like seeing it when the really nervous contestants manage to more or less pull it off. Yes, and I really liked that dance. It was was sweet, I thought. Yeah. But not quite. It it kind of summed them up as a couple quite perfectly from the get-go, wasn't it? It was sweet, it was cute, he was caring. You know, she got through it. There was a slight hiccup with her feet, but I actually think she did really well. I just, I hope now she's got the first dance out of the way, she will relax because you could see she was really nervous, bless her. She still mm-hmm. hasn't, I think she's still kind of like thinking, what the hell have I signed up for? But no, I, I actually really think she did really well and she should be proud of herself. Absolutely. But, you know, she's going out there, she's doing something that loads of people would run at the thought of. She's she's doing great. I just think now she's on the first one, hopefully she'll be able to relax into it and just enjoy it more. And, you know, she did a good job. I, I just wasn't sure, like, especially like, in her face. I don't know if she was like trying to give off, like, passion or yearning, but it just came off as just nerves. So I'm not sure. But, yeah, I liked it. It was sweet. 
Yeah. Anybody else uh, got anything further on Katie? I concur. You concur. Meg? Yeah. I'm I'm just really looking forward to seeing how she goes for the rest of the thing. I think she's gonna I think she's gonna improve. And yeah, now that she's got past the first dance nerves, um yeah, I think they're gonna be a lovely couple. Yeah. I I really liked how uh empathetic and caring Gorka seems towards her. Uh, Lisa, did you take take anything particularly away from this? I actually wrote down that Gorka is the absolute antithesis of Anton. He's taken mm-hmm. a nervous partner and worked with her, where Anton has taken a nervous partner and worked against her. Gorka is the complete opposite and needs to be celebrated for that. That's what I've got written down. Absolutely. Well played, Two Gorka. Two thumbs up for Gorka. Yes. Dancing the samba and fumbling a vital catch at Silly Point, it's Graham Swan and his partner, Oti. See, you can do a week one samba, and if you are willing to be slightly punishing in the training room, it can turn out to be adequate yeah, and fun it was, and appropriate. It was really nice that the career-appropriate music actually man- matched the dance. Mm-hmm. Like, for, for once, they could roll out the... The, oh, oh, he's a cricketer, so he can come in on a giant cricket bat and we can also play the cricket music off the telly and the, we can do a samba. The only other cricket music, I suppose, is probably Dreadlock Holiday by 10cc and that is... Yeah, not a samba? I, I don't think it falls into any of the BPM brackets required. It's too fast for a rumba. <laughs> yeah. We've, we've had this as a samba before, so I wasn't shocked they rolled us out. I wasn't a fan of like the floss dance in the middle, but I or I've always hated that dance trend. That trend needs to go away. But hey, OT knew that a lot of youngsters were watching for someone else, so she thought let's put in a modern day twist on it before he gets on stage. Very Graham, smart. Graham will have he, wanted the floss in for his kids. Well, he, he did oh, say that. that. Yeah. yeah, he was actually he was another who was a lot better than I was expecting. And you know, he threw himself into that routine. There was a lot of like not mucking about, but like fun steps which a lot of people again probably wouldn't have done in week one which he just happily did and threw himself into it and if that's his mindset ot is gonna have wonders with him because she's gonna be like i've got a partner who will do literally anything for a routine she's gonna have a field day she's going to mold him she's going to mold him into shape and i can't remember whether i said this on the launch show but i know i've definitely gone on about it at length cricketers know where all their body parts are yes mostly yes and and take photos of them and post it on twitter oh yeah i forgot that yeah emily emily drew my attention no graham you drew my attention to it yeah graham swan drew everybody's attention to his uh (laughs) tan lines and his pants uh posting posting a very upsetting crotch heavy photo on twitter (laughs) oh they were like if you're gonna have to do that photo if you really feel the need at least his pants were nice yeah snazzy snazzy pants suitably supportive you know it could have been a lot more disturbing yeah it could have been worse and and you know i think professional sportsmen get to the point particularly in shared dressing rooms and stuff where they don't care it's just pants in it so it's no big deal. And like you say, he's, he's particularly been a bowler. Um, I think we were, we were talking about uh, the, the sort of ability to do body position and synchronicity as a result of that, you know, being able to match your timings up and things like that. Because he had really, really great synchronization with OT, considering it's a week one dance. He was managing to hold the um, side-by-side stuff really, really well. 
I think Oti's secret is she doesn't tell you it's hard. Yeah. She just tells you that you're going to work hard. She never tells you that anything that you're going to do is difficult. And you just want, you just naturally want to impress Oti. Yeah, I think she just, she's very strict. She doesn't allow monkeying about in the dance room, I don't think. I, so, so far, a lot of the people who I would have thought would have been definite first dance off um first dance off material a lot of them have turned out to be actually quite good there's not there was only one really really poor dance this week and it wasn't the celebrity's fault yeah it's a very nice. close pack mm, it is um anybody else for ot and graham lisa meg have you been in on them <laughs> I, the note i have written against this is on paper nothing of this should have worked a giant cricket um, the cricket theme, a samba dance, it shouldn't have worked. And it did. <laughs> and uh, uh, yes. on, it took me watching again to see um, Oti doing something that I don't think was good according to the rules of cricket. She was miming uh, taking a shot with the bat and then yeah. uh, stomping the person at the other end of the crease, which... That that's not what you do in cricket. <laughs> that, yeah, that, yes, that, that is that, cricket, not cricket. That is the very opposite of what you're supposed to do in the crickets. She should have been miming bowling. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe she makes the final. They can do it again. If they make the final, she can do it again in their show dance, and she can get it right. <laughs> Yeah. But I loved her dress as well. That was another standout dress for me as well. I loved that. Yeah. And then again, oh, she could wear a bin bag and look fantastic on that dance floor. I was thinking, actually, while I was re-watching this, um, that in all of the sort of knitwear as dresses trends, I've never really seen a sort of a long cricket jumper as uh, like a women's mini dress. I think it might Ooh, work. Oh, yeah. That'd be nice. I'd wear that. Yeah. Um, you just have to never drink coffee or anything. Yeah. Cream wool jumpers. Well, but, yeah, no, I can see it. You're supposed to rub like a red leather ball on it, so you've got like grass stains and muck on one of the thighs. But that's on the trousers. Yeah, but if you're wearing like an adorable cricket dress. <laughs> anyway, anyway, this has got nothing to do with the samba. <laughs> <laughs> Relevant um, our interests, though. Yes, yes. And that was Graham and Oti. <laughs> Dancing the quick step in the world's least necessary bus shelter, it's Stacey Dooley and her partner, Kevin. So Kevin's after the win, then? Uh, yeah. I think you might get it, too. Uh, she's good. She's good, but I, I don't know. I didn't feel very quick steppy to me. It wasn't American it was... Smooth, right? It, it was a bit wedding dance. It, it was totally unnecessary to do a quick step in week one. Yes. They were that, just that, doing it for the sheer sake of it. Elliot? No, no sorry. It's, it was a quick step and it was a fast quick step. That's what a professional or someone who's been dancing as long as I have will do at a competition. That was very fast to give someone a week one. Like, I was hearing the beats of it and putting my own routine in my head and thinking, Glimmerneck, this is, you know, I know it's called a quick step, but even for a quick step, that was fast. But she, she held her own. She looked very lovely and cute. My biggest gripe was it took too long for them to get in hold. You know, yes, yeah, it's not an American smooth. Get in hold and do the dance. If the song is a dancing-themed song, which we spent a it lot was. of last series asking for them to do some dancing-themed dancers, and this was very nearly a dancing-themed dance, if they'd have not started out in a bus shelter, if they'd have just started out next to each other, done a twirl and got into hold... This would have been a better routine. Yes. Yeah, they, yeah. they could have had a more glamorous prop than a bus shelter. Like, 
just like a lamppost or something like something else just not a bus shelter yeah like kevin had a third of an idea there and i don't know what the other two thirds were i like the way she was sat in the bus shelter like she wasn't sat all prim no because normally they make them sit prim she was sat like ice in a bus shelter. In, in a red no, bus yeah, she, Normally she I'm was, walking she home was, from a night out and I'm drunk. But, she was know. sitting as if she was a footballer posing for the team photo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I enjoyed the demonstration of a less feminine femininity um, while still wearing a ball gown. Yeah. Um, did you like the drop big sequins on her gown? You know I did. Yeah. <laughs> Teresa really. Hewlett said that they were uh, very loud. Oh, oh and they clatter. I can imagine. Yeah, they they do. Like, uh, my dance partner dressed like that once, and you cannot sneak up on anyone with them, because they literally just, you just sound like a Christmas bauble walking down the road. Just, <laughs> ch- 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 like, what, you, just you cannot sneak up on shop. anyone. Yeah. To the bus stop. Yeah, to exactly. the bus stop. Yeah. I will say, the... The colouring between them was way off because she was in this sort of like cream dress and he was in a blue suit. So again, colour spectrum, way, way off. <laughs> she looked lovely in buttermilk. I thought it went gorgeous with her auburn hair. Mm. Yeah, it just didn't really go with what Kevin was wearing. Kevin was wearing. No, but that's... They, they seem adorable. The they're going to be the season darlings and they're in the final. Yeah, I'm I'm a little bit concerned about how wacky the Latin is going to get, but we'll stick with it. We'll stick with it. Yeah. Anybody else on uh, the 2018 runners-up, Stacey and Kevin? I, I see. Well, yes, actually. Well done for saying that. I think... The reason I think that they might win it is we've had three years of a male winner, so I suspect that there might be quite a push to get a female winner this year. And I think the only one at the moment, I realise it's only week one, but I think at the moment there's only one, possibly two contenders in the female category, and Stacey is a stronger one. So I, I just feel like they're going to want a female winner. Yeah, well, there's, they've also made an extremely, well, one of their casting decisions is going to give them a problem. Uh, in yes, terms a massive two massive casting decisions yeah so they've got they've got problems if they want a female winner and they're going to have to yeah. do some extreme skullduggery uh but before we get on to extreme ju- extreme jury score skullduggery let's go with one of the more forgettable dances of the night which i'm just having to look up now what it is <laughs> Dancing a waltz, about which there's not really a great deal to say, it's Lee Ryan and his partner, Nadia. During this dance, I started thinking back to last year when Nadia wore a dress that was that colour of green, and she did that paso with David, which like, I didn't care for, uh, but she nearly kicked David's head off. And in this, this year's green dress routine, she nearly got her neck broken by Lee Ryan. <laughs> It's a danger colour for her. Does anybody have anything to say about this? Because like, I was losing the will at this point. I, I, I might laugh hysterically when... Um, uh, you nearly said I... Was it, was it Shirley said that because he was a musician, he needed he should listen to the music because he was a musician? I was like, <laughs> have you... What? Did you see Blue? <laughs> what? <laughs> She was like mid, mid, major competitive dancing career at that point, wasn't she? She wasn't watching. She was busy, and I think she was in America. Yeah. Yeah. 
Pretty much all I remember from it was that hilarious comment. Because I I watch the show and then I watch it I watch the clips of the dancers again to make notes so that I can think about things properly before I uh, go sticking my foot in my mouse. I I have watched it again and actually second watch round is not a bad lead already. He was doing actual leading. Not perfectly and not all the time, but there were definite moments for a week one celebrity, male celebrity, where he was leading that dance. So that was really good. And his posture doing so held for a good portion of the dance. There's room for improvement. I just wish they'd... I, I, I quite like the Eagles, but I didn't, I didn't feel that much for that combination. But, you know, crack on. I was just bored. I was bored. So bored. <laughs> yeah. Lisa? I, I'll tell you what exactly what my notes say. It was okay. That's what I wrote down. <laughs> I mean, the, well, my first line is, Nadia's dress is lovely, because that's the first <laughs> thing I noticed. It of just, course it I like just, that. It just kind of fits this problem I had with Lee Ryan in the launch show, which is, who are you and where are you going? Like, what are you doing? Like... Zero personality again. Well, the thing Sean is, it is dangerous for Lee Ryan to show his true personality yeah. live on TV. Ooh. And, you know, I sort of, I was hoping it would be a bit more exciting because, you know, when Lee, Lee Ryan gets carried away and opens his mouth and starts talking, weird things come out of his mouth. But they seem to have kept him on like quite a short leash. In fact, he wasn't even allowed to do a lot of the talking in his own training VT. They went no, round, he wasn't, actually. They went round to see Sean and Katya instead. Yes. Yeah, they did. I will say, though, he needs to... It comes back to the musicality thing. He was rushing a lot, which threw off his timing. That's probably why he nearly fell flat on his face and just grabbed Nadia for dear life when he slipped, which I did chuckle at as well, because you just see him sort of, like, shrink by a foot and then come back up. So, yeah, he needs to not rush, and considering it was the slowest dance he's going to do, it doesn't bode well for his musicality going forward. Oh, Lee, you're trying hard, and that's all you have to do. <laughs> right, let's do this week's interesting one. There is so much to talk about here. Dancing the jive and stepping through a beautifully rendered portal from a mysterious 2D realm into the harsh realities of the 3D world. It's Joe Sugg and his partner, Diane. Right. First of all, if you're not already watching Joe's videos, if you're not already subscribed to his vlog, I highly recommend watching the training VTs that he makes on his phone just as part of his regular vlogging with Diane. He's made hours of it so far, and it is... In terms of production values, uh, sort of the relaxed nature of the speech, content, actual dance content, and also just all-round hilarity content, much better than what they're actually putting out on the TV on a Saturday night. Like, That's a bit sad, isn't it? But, <laughs> but that does actually sort of go to show the, the skill level that does operate in the um, independent creator sort of sphere. Just because Joe is doing his thing on YouTube, it doesn't mean that what he does is bad. Like, I could ideally do with him talking to a fixed camera rather than in, into his phone, but that's because I'm over 30. Um, what he does looks great, is edited beautifully, and um, has so much more personality and warmth to it than the cheap-looking VTs that the BBC put between the dancers. It's... Honestly, you, you should do a side-by-side -side comparison and it will shock you. 
So, Joe's won this. Joe's, Joe's, yeah. won, Joe's won the series already, right? All he had to do was not be laughably awful. If you go onto YouTube and look at his view numbers compared with everybody else's, he has 333,000 views on his dance. And in Finally. second place, it's 47,000. Wow. That's... Uh, and we have a sort of a working theory that YouTube views r- roughly correlate at least the online part of the public vote. And I don't think there is a way that they can stop Joe's online following just absolutely landsliding the vote for him every week. He's never going to be in the bottom two. Never. The way that Strictly Scoring is done, he's never going to fall into it. So it will take Diane, it will take like a four way draw to get him even near the bottom two. Yeah, it's impossible. But here's the thing: like he was good. Like that yeah. was a fast jive. I loved the '80s theme. Diane looked fantastic. I do have one major gripe though. He was in flat shoes. Yes. Darcy in the launch, I made a big thing about the girls' advice: train in your heels because you're going to have to do it on the night. Why wasn't he in Latin shoes? You can easily bedazzle some Latin shoes. It's why he was flat-footed. It's why his feet weren't pointed. And I'm actually impressed how high he managed to get his knees, considering he was flat-footed. Yes, doing a jive in flat shoes is really quite easy and comfortable. But it, I wouldn't say it gave, him an adva- it gave him an advantage and disadvantage. Advantage in comfort, but a disadvantage in he looked flat-footed and he looked like he wasn't pointing his feet. His feet could have been fantastic, but we couldn't see it because you can't see it in a pair of Converse. Mm-hmm. And I just think the prop team should just sacrifice shoe wear for the actual shoe for the sake of a 80s theme. Like, just, well, stick, some rhinestones, just stick some rhinestones on a pair of Latin shoes and I'd have been perfectly happy because he danced brilliantly. And Diane looked fantastic and I think I thought it was a really good first week jive. And I appreciated the amount of technique and basic steps they used as well. And Take On Me is a fast song to jive to. Yeah, it's a quick mm-hmm. song. It- Anyone else on Joe? Uh, I've put that he seemed to have a, he seemed to have grasped the choreography well. It was a bit cringy in places. Can I just say that? Oh, I'm yeah. Suppo- the I am supposed- the media I am supposedly core demographic there, and no, 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 they were a bit much. Well, yeah. just let me che- just let me check the results of the poll because I did put a poll up on the uh, Twitter account. Which of this series's recurring jokes is going to get intolerable first? Internet gags for Joe, steps gags for Faye, or Anton's Antonness? Anton's Antonness did actually win with thirty nine percent, but third, uh, Joe was coming in at thirty five percent. I have a sort of a vision of. Joe sitting down with some of the BBC grown-ups who make Strictly and then like trying desperately to understand what it is that he does and why it's so popular and just and they just don't understand what he does. Well, they haven't got a clue. They have not no. got a clue. They, and, they don't, and that's the problem. They don't know how, they don't know how to use him for lack of a word like they don't know they don't know how to build this sort of like thing for 10 12 weeks around him apart from he's from the internet. Like just sit down and ask him. It's not difficult. The internet is a fairly big place. Lisa? That, what, I, what I've got written down is kind of about this, what we're talking. That They are still announcing him as a social media star. He's not. He's a YouTuber. I appreciate they probably can't use the word YouTube because it would be advertising. But he's not a social media star. He's, he's a, a YouTuber vlogger. and an independent. He, exactly. The, the word is vlogger. Everyone, yes. 
Yes, exactly that. He's no more a social media star than anyone else who has a social media account they use. Um, and uh, exactly what you're saying, it feels like everyone's gone, oh, it's the internet, so we'll use emojis. YouTube doesn't use emojis. That, that's It was so mismatched. It was like saying he's a cricketer, so we've done him a football-themed thing. Because it's sport, so it's all the same. <clears throat> and I feel like, I really am quite angry about it. I just feel like they need to ask somebody younger, or maybe even Joe himself, how to do this, because they don't know what they're doing. They don't know how to handle it. Ask us. You can't afford Zoella's <laughs> consultancy rates. Like, you just can't. <laughs> but, yeah, just, you've got Joe in the room if you want to know how to do the YouTube stuff, ask Joe. That being said, though, mm-hmm. they are doing one amazing thing on the on the Strictly YouTube channel this year, which is they've got a live rolling stream of just the dancers from the show, endlessly repeating, mm-hmm. and it sort of it links to the full episode on iPlayer. But I wonder if that. That live stre- that endlessly rolling stream of just the dancers is region locked or not? Mm. That is so. If some- quite important, yes. If somebody's uh, outside the UK listening to the Keep Dancing podcast, let us know if you can view the endlessly rolling dance stream with no faffing about. Um, but yeah, you can uh, you can watch the show very quickly on YouTube, and you don't have to see any cringeworthy uh, interviews or VTs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can I, let me also, can I also say, Ellie, you said about Joe's, the uh, video content that Joe's done. Joe's Insta story is life oh, at the yeah. moment. Like, oh, it's his brilliant. Insta story feed is the best. And Diane's having a lot of fun in it as well. So they, they look like a perfect she partnership really as well. Yeah, I, <laughs> I think love it. Diane is going to really enjoy being internet famous. Um, there was a really good bit in one of the training vlogs that I was watching where uh, she was trying to stretch his inner thigh out and like try to correct his YouTuber posture because obviously he's got a huge slouch like like yeah. we all do. Um, and <laughs> she'd got him sort of on all fours on the floor and she was just like sitting on his back pommeling him. Um, and he was nearly crying and you know that's the kind of quality content we go to YouTube for (laughs) Uh, yeah so I don't even I don't even care that he's just going to absolutely walk it this year that's fine he seems nice yeah he does seem like a nice boy and he wouldn't be a bad winner because he's proven he can dance so it's not like it's an unfair winner because he's got the skill yeah yeah Ah, oh, what a fantastic episode of, of uh, Strictly it was. It was good. It's just long. Oh, my Bang God. Here. Oh, my oh God. God. There's one more dance. There's one more dance. One more dance. <laughs> yeah, we've forgotten, haven't we? Um, we've so, from Steps. Poor Faye from Steps. Okay, we'll do her properly. Dancing the cha-cha-cha and screaming, Wait, don't go home. The show's not over. Stop walking out. It's Faye Toza and her partner. Giovanni, was anybody paying attention to this? Uh, I, I was. was. I liked it. I, but again, my, my first line is, Gio's been to the same resort as AJ because of the shirt. <laughs> they've got a lot of those shirts in. Uh, very, they've been very fashionable this summer, those shirts. Yeah, expect to see all of the male pros in floral <laughs> shirts for a, for a Sunday night number at some point. I, 
I thought this was good. Her legs were good. Um, she was really committed. The only thing I cringed heavily at, which I knew was going to happen, but didn't expect a week one, is when they just stopped and did the tragedy dance. Like, if you're going to do it, at least do it to tragedy. Because it's just like, oh, uh, yeah, I wasn't a fan of that. But yeah, she, she surprised me. But then again, we thought she was going to be like a struggler or like we had her in that sort of pack. So I feel like is she going to someone who started off really good week one and then start to fade and then she'll drop out when everyone else rises? She's going to have like, the ha- problem... Has, has, has she peaked too early in week one? If um, that makes sense. The, she's going to have the same problem as whoever it was last year who we kept forgetting to talk about. Surely. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so, you know... Remember Faith from Steps. I, I will say as one final point is that when she's spinning and turning, she needs to really like focus her face. Like you could really see she's like you can see the cogs in her brain turning, she's thinking, I have to stop at this point, sort of thing. So she it is difficult turning that many times, but she her, she was selling it in her face until she had to spin and then like you just saw like concentration come over and then go again. So but yeah, she actually surprised me. It was a lot better, better than I expected. They don't have the same chemistry as Debbie and Giovanni, but we never expect them to. But yeah, if someone is as forgettable as Faye, don't put her on last out of 15, BBC. Maybe you make her open the show instead. Yes, good grief. Um, yeah. Nobody's going to have the same chemistry as uh, Debbie and Giovanni. Like, Burton and Taylor. Bogart and Bacall didn't have the chemistry. <laughs> that Debbie and Giovanni had. Strong feelings. Strong feelings. I'd just like to point out that for a forgettable dance, it was the joint top. Was it? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Pasha. Good grief. But they're not judging against the other dancers. They're just literally judging within those 90 seconds, aren't they? So Yeah. Well, that's how. I was very tired. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, Emily. She worked the camera. There were Mm. at least two occasions where she did eye contact with the viewer at home. Oh, uh, very important. Well. Very yeah. important. So, whilst we may not have uh, quite remembered it, I think that's more to do with the sheer volume of dances. Yeah, I think she might be more memorable when there's less of them. But she has to survive yeah, until of. then. Yeah, she's got to survive the like pretty blonde cull because there is there is. I think we said in the launch show. There's quite a gaggle of pretty blondes, and they're all sort of a bit homogenous at the moment. So that's that's the kind of cult to survive. Once we've only got a couple in, we might remember her if she's one of them. Yes, everybody I, needs to cling to a story element and try to survive. I do yeah. find it interesting that her main competition for memorability factor, so to speak, is Ashley because of the pretty blonde that we said. And those two are the strongest at the minute. So it's going to be very interesting to see how those two manage because I, they're the two, I think, who are going to struggle with the public. But they're currently leading... The, te- the leading the judges scoring so it's going to be very interesting between those two and we could have a situation where those two are the bottom two potentially it could happen yeah. in like week mm. five or six that could happen because they're just not memorable at the minute <laughs> and Absolutely. there's nothing to grab onto apart, apart from she's american she's from a girl group you know steps are not a girl group <laughs> We've had our first 15 dancers of however umpteen many we're going to have this year. I want to know from everybody who you think's going to win and what ploy they're going to do to get Joe out of the final. Elliot. Oh, why me first? Um, who's going to win? Oh, gosh. Like, this week has thrown everything up in the air. 
Mm-hmm. But winner, I'm still going to say Stacey and Kevin because she's a good dancer. She's adorable. Room to grow. And they, they, they've, they've given Kevin a good dancer. He's been in the final three, three or four times now. If he makes a final, he's going to win. Just for sheer sake of it, it's Kevin's year to finally win. And to play to get Joe out the final, uh, I'm guessing maybe do a really internet themed dance, which the public aren't going to get aren't going to fully understand or the judges aren't going to get maybe a He's rumba be too niche and a rumba to the yeah, social they, network gonna, song <laughs> it's actually a sample it's actually a, it's actually a slow sample so it could happen it could happen oh i think yeah. they're, they're just gonna they're just gonna give them a really niche internet thing and the judges are going to berate it and then the public aren't gonna be able to save him that's what i, I think it could be an ashen and Jeanette moment where you missed the mark entirely on this dance, and that's what sends you home. Lisa? Um, I think the winner will be Stacey and Kevin, for all, all the reasons highlighted previously. Um, and the fact that she has a pretty strong, loyal group of fans in the UK. I mean, let's not think that, you know, Joe and Dr. Rand are the only people with a sizable chunk of people who like and admire what they do. She's one of them. And she, as we know, and we said last time, She's not afraid to say what she thinks, especially to Dan Wooden. So that's fine by me. Um, I think the ploy, I don't think there will be a ploy to get rid of Joe because they will be wanting Joe's, they'll be wanting their decision to cast a YouTuber to pay off. So I don't think they are going to try and get rid of him, but I think they're going to try and stop him from winning. And they might do that by entirely shutting down the BBC website so that nobody from outside can vote for him. Interesting. Meg, who's going to win and how are they going to achieve Jexit? Joe, Joe Exit. I actually think that um, Dr. Ranj has a very good chance of winning. Because um, dance-wise, he was a joy to watch, and I feel like maybe the maybe the demographic that will vote for him are maybe slightly larger than people of Joe's age who have a BBC um, account and can actually vote online. Because it's not an open vote; you do have to sign up for. Doctor Rand is a nice young man, and nice young He's a men nice young man. win strictly. Others like nice young men, particularly if they've got children and watch CBeebies. But how they'll get Joe out, or at least ham, hamstring him, I guess someone's going to have to dig up something he once said on YouTube that might be offensive. Mm. Which, but I assume, they've, assume they've scoured his YouTube before they... He's squeaky clean. Yeah. Well, I mean, his sister's been brought down-ish by capitalism. Yes. <laughs> oh, you've got to think, he's, he's her younger brother, so he's grown up fully immersed in the social media thing and the fact that everything that you've ever said online can be found, um, which is actually, it's generally older people that get caught out mm. by yeah. that. Yes, yeah. I mean, I won't dignify his mentioning his name but a certain other Brighton YouTuber who is not that much older has spectacularly fallen foul of the uh, what you say on the internet stays on the internet forever and ever and ever but I don't think they will try um, no you know, they want the youth they want the youth vote though mm-hmm. they want more 
younger people to watch Strictly, and then they're not going to achieve that if they make it unappealing. Emily, who's going to win and your Jexit strategy? I think that Dr. Ranj is probably going to win if he continues to be good. Um, Obviously, I want Danny to win because... I think Danny's brilliant. You see, I'm very conflicted about this. I can't just give you one answer because I also think Graham Swan's a really, really good bet because he danced well. He threw himself into it. He's dancing with Oti, who has made it to the final the last two years running. They're wanting, as we said, a... Uh, 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 oh, no, sorry. Oti didn't no, make it to done. the final with Johnny. No, she didn't, did she? No. I'm just talking. It just felt nonsense. like it. It just felt like it. It just felt like <laughs> it. Yeah, I clearly don't know anything. Um, yeah, Dr. Ranj, uh, I think, is a really, really, really good bet uh, on for that. For the Jexit strategy, Josic, just, um, uh, yeah, getting Joe out. Yeah. Um, I think they'll get him through to the final, but try and steer it so that he has an absolutely abysmal show dance that no one could possibly vote for. They tried to do that with... Um... Your man with the previous tactical haircut. What was he called? Yeah. Jay. Jay. Yeah. And that just made it be a really weird feeling final because Jay won anyway. (laughs) And Joe is exponentially more famous than Jay. Yeah. I'm not saying it's going to work. I'm just saying I can imagine that that's going to be the likely tactic. Well, on that subject, I think that Joe is going to win and they're going to try a number of harebrained schemes to uh, limit his progress and none of them are going to work and it's just going to get more and more hilarious and then he's going to win. <laughs> yeah, the, there's going to be a lot of hey there, fellow kids. I will say a final point on the social media front. Um, the BBC, BBC Three are really pushing Stacey, aren't they? They are just throwing praise and everything they can at her, which I think could work in her favour. She's their girl. She's the, she is... Predominantly BBC Three, like all stuff is done through BBC Three, so she's their darling. So, and I think that could work yeah. for her. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I do think you know, people, maybe some tweets from ten years ago about Joe may come up or something, but none of it's going to work because his fan base will overlook it. So, unless he does something completely terrible, which even I think is a stretch, he's probably going to be in the final. It would take is it a- would take actual injury to get to 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 uh, actually take Joe out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if we're going to chloroform anyone and drive them off, can we just do that Anton, please? <laughs> yeah, if we only have one shot with the chloroform, it needs to be Anton. You only ever have one shot with the chloroform. <laughs> and that, I guess was the show. So, a little bit of admin to do before we go. Let's have your nominations for Frock of the Week. Ooh, Elliot. I, I Wait, are we living through celebrities or professionals or is anyone eligible? I don't care. Frock of the Week is anybody. Uh, Amy. Nice. Emily. Stacey. Meg. Katie. I'm going for Danny. It's not a frock, but oh my gosh. Hey, what is a really good outfit? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, w- I want to wear that outfit. Lisa, let's uh, have the benefit of your nominations and selections. That's interesting. You've all no, you've all said somebody who's not on my list, and I usually write five or six down, and then like you guys will say one or two of them, and then that's that's how they get it. Um, but all the five that I've got written down, none of you have said, so that's fun. Um, I've got Ali Ash's shirt. That's like a 
honorary nomination. <laughs> I thought that shirt was fabulous. You can get you can get practice um, ballroom shoes with that kiss print on. And you can. He should have been yeah. wearing my, those. My my friend Stancy, she, she has a pair of those shoes. I see them and they do look fantastic. Awesome. Oh, that's fantastic. Um, I also had Katia. Nadia, because it was green, and I feel I'm probably biased on that because we all know I like a green dress. Um, and Ashley and Lauren, I had down as well. So that's interesting. Um, I think I will go with who said Danny's suit? Because Me. That was, that was quite epic, wasn't it? I think, <laughs> I think, I think we could go with that because I did write down fab outfit next to that. Right. I've already got some pink trousers. I've already got some pink trousers. I've got a leopard print blouse. I just need the pink suit jacket and I can actually do the full thing. You you can find a pink jacket like that in one of your fabulous vintage shops in Glasgow. I reckon you've got that look just waiting to come. (laughs) So so we're we're gonna give the cat frock of the week. We're gonna give Danny John Jules frock of the week. We're gonna have to tweet him and tell him, aren't we? I'm I'm gonna tell him (laughs) on Twitter and when the episode's out. Yeah, he's gonna love it. And well done to Teresa, Vicky, and all at DSI International on achieving this week's sparkly bounty. Mm. I think we'd probably better wrap up there in anticipation of uh, next week's first eviction and the return of It Takes Two to your television screens. Uh, mm. So this has been the Keep Dancing podcast. Night, night, Meg. Good night. Night, Emily. Good night. Night, Elliot. Night, night. Night, Lisa. Good night. Ah, good night. I've been Ellie, uh, your host. Uh, follow us on Twitter at, at Keep Dancing Pod and Keep Dancing. Keep Dancing.